Feed me audio whenever you're ready and take me live. The United States is in a civil war. We've been in a civil war for years. Multinational corporations allied with the communist Chinese are attempting a takeover of the United States. And yesterday, I would estimate over a million people showed up in Washington, D.C. total. 300 to 400,000 total ended up marching to the Capitol. And things got out of hand with any large group of people. That's going to happen sometimes. It was not adequately staffed with police. And we have massive evidence mounting. Incredible evidence we're going to lay out here today that Antifa said weeks ago they were going to be at the Capitol dressed as patriots, and they were going to provocateur action. And then we have known high-level Antifa shooting the videos of people being shot, people being killed, and what happened inside. We got secret documents three years ago from 2015 where Obama planned martial law in Maryland by staging Antifa triggering black Americans to riot, but they were unsuccessful. So they tried this before, but the evidence is mounting. And we know the names of the individuals, the groups, because they bragged weeks before they were going to come here. Turns out before Trump was even giving a speech, the Capitol Police are aware of this, and it's been in their communications, that they were here at, at, at 9, 10 in the morning, running around violently with elbow pads and knee pads, kind of in their own unofficial uniforms, posing as patriots, screaming, F Antifa, F Antifa which is a Proud Boys chant, so that they could then establish that with the police that the Trump supporters were going to attack. Then when tens of thousands of Trump supporters started showing up before Trump had even finished his speech before I got there, they then led charges in attacking the riot police and were successful like a detonator, a cap on a cartridge of a firearm round to detonate a small part of the crowd to fire a political bullet into the Capitol. That's a allegory. That's an analogy, but that's where all the evidence is. So much evidence, it makes my head spin. And we're going to be putting it on here today. Antifa said they were coming here. We're going to show you the post. Got a journalist who's been following very closely. They said they were coming here to run a false flag attack. I then also have a lot of law enforcement sources and military sources and intelligence sources that have also been talking to the people inside the Capitol. And I've been given a statement that I'm able to read for you when we come back. Again, this is the limited stage area we have. The sun's a little bit behind me right now, so it's hard for me to read. But we'll do that soon. The sun won't be uh, in my uh, on, on the back of my face, and I'll be able to do a better breakdown for you. But we're out here right above the Capitol where this historic event happened. Chucky Schumer's calling it an attack on Pearl Harbor, calling themselves heroes, even though they killed four patriots. We now know how. Reportedly, several were shot to death. Others were thrown by police off the 35-foot balconies to their deaths. We'll also show you that footage. So viewer discretion is advised. And then Owen Schroyer is going to be hosting the fourth hour and part of the war room. I'm going to go down with a live Skype feed while he's hosting. And I'm going to be down there on the ground giving you a tour of the Capitol area. We were under a curfew, martial law, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., but we're, quote, media, First Amendment, so we're essential personnel.
That's why all citizens should say, I am First Amendment. I am a journalist. Start your own organization. And you are just as important as InfoWars or the New York Times as Matt Drudge before he turned to the New World Order uh, would so amply say. So, this is a major crossroads. The way they shape this narrative, the way they put this propaganda out is going to have a massive effect into the future. I want to lay out first what really happened yesterday from my perspective. Then I'm going to lay out clear evidence that Antifa has a history of false flagging and provocateuring, came here and did this, and then what the system is planning to do out of this crisis and how we can counter it. And is Trump really conceding? We'll also take your calls and a lot more today. I'm Alex Jones live from right outside the D.C. Capitol in the center of D.C. Stay with us. Broadcasting worldwide, so much intel's coming in, documented with photos and videos and Capitol Police transmission chatter and everything else that it's just overwhelming. Antifa came here on record, by name many of them, their organizers, and said, we're going to dress up like Trump supporters and cause a crisis and pose as Proud Boys. They couldn't beat the Proud Boys in a fight. They simply stole their identity and then triggered real red-blooded Americans charging and invading the Capitol, just like you'd fire off a gun behind cows that are asleep at night to make them stampede. But it's the person that fires the gun off that caused the stampede. I've got more intel coming in on that. I'll get into that coming up. And we have a special guest in studio. Also, Owen Schroyer is going to be here and so much more. Again, I'm your host, Alex Jones. If you just joined us, it is January 7th on this Thursday. Hard to believe here we are, 2021. And the big question is, has President Trump conceded? Well, let me go ahead and read you the president's tweet, and you can decide for yourself what he had to say about that here in just a moment. But this is the tweet. This is the tweet that they deleted. These are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who've been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and peace. Remember this day forever. That is beautifully said. And it's true, but even if it was a lie, he's the president. This is a modern bulletin board, a communication system. President Trump should be able to communicate. President Trump should be able to talk to the American people. Oh, but the Trump Twitter, the Trump Twitter where he concedes, that is allowed to stay up there. 
where he says, well, I don't accept the results, but I'm going to go along with the orderly transfer to Joe Biden and give him the Pentagon briefings and give him the keys to the White House and all the rest of it because, as we told you last night, confirmed this morning, they were planning the 25th Amendment with Pence and the rest of them to pull Trump out of the White House saying he's mentally ill because he doesn't like a communist Chinese takeover and because he challenged them when we had the fraud and the evidence pulling the black boxes out, the suitcases, cramming the machines, when they kick everybody out, saying they're not counting, and then counting in real time, admittedly, as giant spikes for Joe Biden in Michigan, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, and everywhere else where they did this. I mean, this is ridiculous how obvious this is. And then President Trump put this video out which within 30 minutes of Trump putting it out, everybody had it on their phones. Everybody said, Trump says go home. I'd already left, told folks to go home, trying to stop what was happening with the anti-provocateurs. And I watched hundreds of thousands of people dwindle down to about 30,000 within minutes of it coming out. I watched it. Trump says everybody should leave. I'd already left. And then by the time I got up here on this rooftop right above the Capitol, I watched 90% leave. Twitter didn't want that. Twitter wanted to blame Trump. The corporate media was saying Trump orchestrated. He said, go do it. Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you this, it's not to brag about my connection to this embattled president, because that in the modern world is a millstone around my neck. So you understand what happens. No one would book the ellipse. No one would book the other areas. No one would pay for it. We went and paid for it. Thank God a donor came in that paid for like 80% of it because it cost close to half a million dollars all the equipment, all the stages and the rest of it, the porta potties, you name it. And then the White House told me three days before, we're going to have you lead the march. The Secret Service, before Trump finishes 30 minutes before or so, will lead you to a point, take you out of the front row, and lead you to the place where they want you to start the march, and Trump will tell people, go and I'm going to meet you at the Capitol. There was a million people outside of the, of the ellipse that was, you know, metal detectors folks coming in. And so by the time I got out there, 20 minutes, 30 minutes before Trump finished his speech, there were already hundreds of thousands of people ahead of me marching. And before Trump ever took the stage, Antifa dressed up over 100 of them as patriots, was there, but they had their classic elbow pads and knee pads, because that's what the wimps wear, out there screaming, F Antifa and Proud Boy chants to try to blame the Proud Boys. No one's blaming the Proud Boys. It wasn't. It wasn't the Proud Boys, ladies and gentlemen. And so the Capitol Police at first were nice when people crossed over the little green fence they had around the inauguration stage. Folks were supposed to go to the other side of the Capitol. We had a permit. We had a stage. I get there. I see smoke bombs going off. I see tear gas. I see all these people climbing up the sides of the walls. You know, when the illegal aliens do it, everybody loves it. But when citizens do it at the Capitol, it's called terrorism. I don't think it's a good period. But it was still quite the sight. People climbing these walls, police throwing people off to their deaths. I mean, and I get up on top of a pallet of chairs. The video's being uploaded as we speak to Bandai Video. And Twitter caught some of it. And I'm like, stop, don't. That's what they want. It's going to end the debate. We're not going to get the 10-day research into this because they didn't want the 10 days of research. They didn't want the 10 days that Ted Cruz wanted of emergency investigation uh, into what really happened, finally putting the evidence on. And so by the storming of this, which was started by Antifa, who charged in and attacked the police, and then elicited the police to fire tear gas, which is reasonable because they were being attacked, 
And then the larger crowd got mad because they're patriots and charged in uh, and went into the Capitol. And I'm going to say this now, not to prove I'm right and not to sit here because I'm very sad about all this. I'm going to spend more time next hour on this after we expose Antifa. Q is just a nebulous rattlesnake hole to stick your hand down. It could be good. It could be bad. There could be a diamond down the hole. There could be a rattlesnake. It's random. It's esoteric. But it was Q people and this poor woman who's a great lady who died. We should have a vigil for her tonight. In fact, I call for people to come have a vigil. Um, what side of the Capitol is that right there? Right in front of the fence. I don't want to go over to the restricted area, but as close as you can get to the supposed inauguration stage of the Chinese agent Joe Biden, people should bring flowers and signs. This poor woman will tell you her name coming up, and there should be a vigil, and we should know her name, and we should talk about it. And, we sh- and then the other three that have been killed, that they're trying to keep their name secret, because this was a little baby Tiananmen Square, where the smarter-than-us academic, you know, Antifa scumbag devil worshipers manipulated another crowd, yelled fire in a theater, and triggered this once again. No, they're not smart. They're just evil. They've never been brought to justice, so they feel like they're invincible. But they are going to get brought to justice. We're going to make sure that the FBI and state police and others investigate Antifa, who bragged they came to trigger this, when they indict these patriots. They fooled. That's fine. But they're going to indict your ass, too, for conspiracy to organize this racketeering. Because we know who the Antifa are, and we're going to lay it out. And so this woman on her Twitter, we'll go over her name, more coming up, This poor lady, she literally was saying, hey, I'm going there. The storm is here. We're going to take this over. We're on orders of the president to do this. This is the day. They're all going to Gitmo. And so she was led in there by Antifa, a a, a 15-year veteran of the Air Force, honorably discharged in intelligence, whole nine yards. She sees the Chinese takeover. She sees globalism. She sees everything going on. She sees General Flynn, who's a great guy, patting Q on the head because it gets people involved. And they wake up at the New World Order, and it's great, and it's, it's fun. But then other people can pose as it and say, drive your dump truck into the Hoover Dam or drive your train off the bridge into the hospital ships where Hillary's supposedly being held. And then finally, you see Trump leave office on January 20th. Will it be trust the plan then? So I've been nice to Q folks, just like General Flynn has. I'm like, hey, if you got into it, whatever, 4chan, 8chan, following breadcrumbs of a guy that lives in the Philippines and has a pig farm, great. I'm just saying the real wars here and Trump surrounded needs our help. And I had to get the I had to get the stage and the money for everything to, uh, together because Trump surrounded and I led the march that got hijacked by Antifa. So so I'm just saying, if Q was there, I wasn't talking to him. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey everybody, confused about staying healthy in a crazy COVID culture? Me too. But listen, after all the research, all the conflicting studies, after all the squabbling, there's one thing almost everyone agrees on. It's that immune system health can literally be the difference between life and death. You probably already believe that. I certainly do. So here's the thing. I wanted to get past the craziness and find out which plant-based substances actually have studies that demonstrate some efficacy in immune support. Now, you'll have to sign a waiver, but you can check out what I've discovered at StrongerDefense.com. No cures or treatments there. Instead, little known but shocking immune system research and a breakthrough immune support product based on that research called Immune 10X. And the best part? You can go to the Stronger Defense website right now and claim your own supply of Immune 10X without paying anything today. Crazy, right? Learn more about this unusual limited-time offer at StrongerDefense.com. That's StrongerDefense.com. 
Attention radio listeners, if you're concerned about the coming chaos after the November elections, this will be an extremely important message. Here's why. No matter what the outcome in November, catastrophic social upheaval is a very real possibility. Here's why this is important. Listen, we all know that silver and gold have been historic hedges against the uncertain waves of social chaos and unstable currencies. But did you know that there's been times in the past During times of extreme hardship, when Americans put another store of value above even silver and gold, it's true, open pollinated seeds have been and could very well be the ultimate store of value in the coming hard times ahead. Go to survivalseedbank.com to get heirloom seeds below wholesale. Visit survivalseedbank.com this week and get hundreds of dollars in free bonuses. Beat the coming chaos, beat rising food prices, but above all, don't wait. Beat the crowds by claiming your own Survival Seed Bank today. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Big Brother, mainstream media, government cover-ups. You want to stop tyranny? Well, so does he. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the epicenter where four U.S. citizens were murdered inside and outside the U.S. Capitol by the paramilitary forces there who were manipulated and triggered by Antifa evidences mounting that posed as Proud Boys so that they would then attack and so they could then trigger part of the crowd, hundreds of thousands already massing, to get a small percentage inside the building. We have a special guest, Taylor Hansen, who's an investigative journalist who actually spoke with and knew Ashley Babbitt and talked to her 30 minutes before she was dead, before she was shot in the neck and killed. We also uh, have all of his research into Antifa, and we have another investigative journalist uh, who works for a very big TV station, who's making a documentary about Antifa, how they were going to come here and do this from all over the country. She separately contacted me. She's coming up here later today as well. But let me read you some of the intel uh, that some of our uh, folks got us here in D.C. This is from a lot of different sources. Antifa and other organizations promoted, as always, that they would dress in Trump apparel to infiltrate the event. This is normal activity for them. Members from the security team did an advanced observation of the Capitol grounds prior to Trump even arriving to confirm a stage that was set up for the speak. An observation for a group of 100 to 120 folks already assembled chanting F Antifa, dressed in a manner not consistent with that normally seen from Trump supporters. Everyone else who came from the event was at the ellipse waiting for Trump's speech. Again, they were wearing mainly kind of like gray overalls, arm arm pads, knee pads. They all kind of look like you know, sons of congressmen, sons of Senator Kane was probably there. He's been arrested here doing a, f- a felony type stuff. In fact, I would guess he was probably there. F. Antifa dressed in a manner not consistent with what normally see from Trump supporters. Everyone else who came from the event was at the ellipse for Trump's speech. Prior to the Trump even coming on stage, a few protesters, most likely stage Antifer, were already engaged in confrontation with Capitol Police on the Supreme Court side of the Capitol building. This initiated prior to Trump even speaking on the march to Capitol. The crowd departed the ellipse. Trump's speech location didn't even arrive until at least an hour following Trump's speech. This was also confirmed by an individual 
that they interviewed, we interviewed yesterday, stating that these folks were the first ones to engage in confrontation with Capitol Police and is on air saying, I heard them say, it's time, let's go now. And I interviewed a well-known former member of the UFC who I happened to run into. And I checked out who he is, friends with Joe Rogan, my friend. And he said in, in that credible interview is, is, is on Bandai Video, uh, witnesses say that they saw what looked like Antifa starting the attack on police. And he said, you know, we're all wearing different outfits. We're all, you know, normal guys. Most of us are above 40. And then all of a sudden, uh, you just see all these kind of skinny jeans, metrosexual guys in their combat gear with mask on running and attack all this. And then as soon as they tricked Trump supporters to join them because the cops started attacking, they pulled out, which is in their handbooks that we've gotten before from sources in our big article from three years ago. Documents show Obama planned martial law in Maryland 2015. You can pull those up. This was also confirmed by an individual that we interviewed yesterday saying that these folks were the first ones to engage in confrontation with Capitol Police. Is on there saying, I heard them say, it's time, let's go now, which is exactly what other witnesses said. Following those initial actions, this man stated that he observed these folks depart after footage of their action was immediately posted to social media and news outlets. Following arrival to the Capitol, and again, that made everybody here at the Capitol think that was happening. So others did it. Following the arrival to the Capitol, several attempts were made from key personalities to de-escalate violent actions already taking place. There were no attempts by any law enforcement to stop anyone's freedom of movement around the Capitol building. This is all documented on video to include attempted coordination to get official approval for myself to gain access, this is our security guys with the police, to a place to address the crowd to ensure that real Trump supporters did not take this moment in a violent direction. We were told, if you can't get up there, do it. If you can't get up there, do it. I can't give you approval, but we won't stop you either. The timeline obviously doesn't line up. Did some true Trump supporters fall into the psychological herd mob mentality? Absolutely. But they didn't initiate it. I personally did not witness a violent mob. I witnessed American patriots showing up in numbers to assemble unarmed to be heard. The left clearly took advantage of this situation to spin up the narrative to degrade credibility of what happened yesterday. And what happened was over 500,000 Americans from all across the country assembled to be heard and were not violent. But the left and these people always pull their black magic. They pull their dirty stuff. Proud of the crowd even departing the Trump speech, confirmed reporters were coming in on official police channels that one man was arrested with a firearm around Capitol grounds and there were violent confrontations happening with Capitol Police. So that's what Andy said they were coming to do. They're all trust fund kids, sons of U.S. senators, sons of Congress people, academics, devil worshiping, child molesting, chai loving, America hating, trash of the planet. And the police got attacked. The police got hit. They then came out when the crowd saw that. Andy said, let's get them. Some patriots responded because they didn't want to be bullied and got suckered into this. That's what happened. Trump needs to go on the offense, start exposing this. They were going to take him out with the 25th Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. They were talking about it last night. We confirmed. I told you that last night. This morning it was all over the news. If he didn't say, okay, I'll have a peaceful transition of power. Okay, I'll give it to Joe Biden. Because they will simply stage terror attacks and blame it on us. And that's what I told 
the Trump administration back in mid-November. I talked to the Trump administration back then, and I said, you understand that when we get hundreds of thousands or millions to march, and when the evidence of the fraud is documented what it is, they're going to stage riots and blame it on us, or detonate truck bombs, or shoot up a church and say we did it. And, and, and then I'm here, I know this is going on, my security detail that are great folks, they go check it, they see what goes on, we knew this was happening, and we just should have been there, I should have been there, instead of at the Trump speech. In fact, I was tempted to not go to the Trump speech and be at the Capitol. I wanted to race down and not wait for Trump and get to the Capitol. That's what my gut told me. And we could have told people that's Antifa. We could have tackled them, pulled off their mask. I would have happily been arrested, and we would have stopped these pieces of filth. And so we've just got to be on our guard every damn time. And they, they just set us up, and it's a splendid victory for these trash. And I would guess, again... Uh, my opinion, because uh, he got arrested trying to attack people and do stuff, that Senator Kane, Hillary Clinton's running mate, uh, was her son. I bet money we should check that he was here. But we're going to tell you names of who was here, what they said they would do, how they plan to set us up, how they bragged about it online, knowing media is not going to cover it, and thinking their censorship of us allows them to carry out these operations. But we're here right above the Capitol, where this historic event took place. And I want to salute the probably a million people, conservatively half a million, that came here to D.C. for a third time to say, we don't accept the fraud. The globalists started this fight. They started the Chicom takeover. And the fact that they had their provocateurs trigger this and do this, hey, that's on them. And so we're not ashamed of what happened. I'm proud of America, and I'm proud of Trump, and I'm proud of not conceding, and I'm proud of what you've done. We'll talk about what comes in the future. We're going to lay out next, though, the proof of Antifa fingerprints all over this in their own words. Stay with us. I'm Alex Jones. The project for world government developed by the British Empire via Cecil Rhodes, then picked up by the Rockefeller family and the major robber barons of the planet by the 1920s, is all about corporate global governance. And now you're seeing it. It's not just the blue states, the blue cities, the communist and socialist nations all working in unison under UN control to establish a medical planetary dictatorship. At the core of it is the Fortune 100 corporations themselves funded by a handful of private central banking families. The Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Dutch and British royalty being at the very heart of that. Then you learn the Dutch and British royalty aren't even Dutch or British at the same time. But they go back to the literal Count Dracula and the wars in between Christendom and Islam. Those that don't know history really are doomed to repeat it. They're involved in imploding the world economy. That's what the social distancing, the mask are all about. It's about bankrupting local small businesses. And those that comply are complying with your own destruction. Wake up. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Defending the Republic from enemies, foreign and domestic. It's Alex Jones. So history is happening right now. Decades of globalist manipulation is coming together to overthrow the United States. And we are here witnessing the globalist counterstrike to Trump, Bolsonaro, and others. And... Again, patriots don't burn down police stations. They don't shoot cops. They don't burn down public housing. 
what happened here? You had a, a million people, probably hundreds of thousands, marched down here from Trump's speech, and you had Antifa on record saying, we're coming in uniforms, dressed like Proud Boys, we're going to attack the police. And they did it, and we knew they were doing it, and I was so busy at the Trump event that, that we got sucker punched. Uh, pure evil, but we need everybody to call their congressman. We need everybody to get these articles, these videos, these reports out. We need to expose this and get Trump on the offense exposing it. And we need to talk about Ashley Babbitt. And we need to talk about how she was executed with three other Americans. We'll just roll that footage and show you police punching people in the face that were climbing up the side of the Capitol, falling 35 feet to their death. I mean, this was absolutely insane. Owen Schroyer is here riding shotgun as well with us. We're about to go to Taylor Hansen, who I'm, I knew who he was. I know he's been on the war room, but really impressed with his reportage and how he was warning of this with Antifa and how it was all all coming up. So, um, Mr. Hansen, give us your breakdown of this, and then we'll go into more detail next segment. We'll talk about how you were talking with uh, Miss Babbitt right before she died and, and, and just how Antifa got the footage of her being killed. I mean, all of this is absolutely incredible. They couldn't beat us ideologically, so they had to come pose as us uh, to then put their own activities on to President Trump. And they did fool some folks to working with them. I tried to stop it. You tried to stop it. Uh, so, so go ahead and lay out what you witnessed yesterday. Absolutely. I mean, I'll start it off by saying it was a huge setup, 100%. It was just one big setup. And there's plenty of reasons why. I want to touch on someone named John Sullivan. John Sullivan is kind of where I started my investigative journalism career. He is an activist that is known for something called Insurgents USA back in Utah, where I am actually located at. And I began infiltrating him a few months ago and his movement. And they were involved in a Provo shooting where they actually uh, shot a man driving a truck as he was driving by. And John Sullivan actually got his own angle. He was in the Capitol at the time where Ashley Babbitt was shot. He was behind me. And he's now on Twitter bragging about it, getting, these, getting this clip, and he's actually making fun of her death. You know, so he's not even trying to hide that he's Antifa. And this is just one of the many, many examples I have. I mean, I, I've recognized multiple journalists, so-called. You got these fake Antifa press from Portland because, I mean, that's my second home. And, you know, I've confronted them. I walked right up to them and said, oh, hey, you're from Portland, right? And they said, yeah. There has been Antifa scattered throughout the entire protest. The first people to attack was Antifa provocateurs. Well, the fellow that shot the video of the cop killing uh, Mrs. Babbitt, he is Antifa himself and has been arrested for staging riots Well, and keep in, mind in, in Portland. Yeah, keep in mind, too, that, you know, every time we have these events in D.C., you always see Antifa and BLM out on the streets. They are not anywhere to be seen in, 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 in this week because they're all wearing Trump gear. They're all posing as journalists. They're all just infiltrating all the Trump stuff because they have no effect now dressing in all black with black block going around. They get their ass kicked by Proud Boys. The police are sick of them. So now they pretend to be patriots. They infiltrate and then they cause all this disruption. And I think that, Taylor, the point that you're making is so key here. He's bragging about it because this is their victory. Like, oh, we just got one of you killed and you did it to yourself. And they blamed all of it on Trump in America. This is a devastating victory. Let's not lie to ourselves. So next time they don't get away with this. They had a huge coup, psychological war. If you study the British Navy or the Romans or anybody, lots of armies would stage atrocities and blame it on the other enemy. It's called a false flag because you run up somebody else's flags and then commit a crime. Yeah, it's Hitler and the Reichstag. And so they did it. I don't know if this individual did it, but they all bragged. We're coming by the hundreds. We're going to dress like you. And they staged the attack while we were down there with Trump and already had it going by the time I got here. It's unbelievable. 
So start laying out what they said they do, how they came to town. I mean, it, it's all on record. Your Twitter is just documents this. Yeah, I mean, because they've been saying they're going to come in town just as Trump supporters. Backward Trump hats, uh, cut off brown shirts is what they were saying. Um, basically, they dress out so they're very easy to be noticed. So they're, they're not in the crowd, really. They, I mean, they are Trump supporters. They're and by the way, send supporters. to my crew because we don't have all our computers and stuff. The original footage before Trump had even said he was marching here of them kind of in their elbow pads, their knee pads. The first mm-hmm. video put out clashes with police. You can see they're all dressed the same. It's the same group. That's what our witnesses said they saw go in, triggered the police to attack the crowd. As soon as that happened, they left. Well, hell, and they weren't even inconspicuous about it either. They... So all the Portland people, they actually have stands because they're so well-funded. I mean, they have over $1.5 billion in their bail fund already, and it just keeps growing. But they're so well-funded that they hand out new gas masks, they hand out helmets, every single direct direct action. So every single night in Portland that they riot, they are getting brand new gear. And Black Lives Matter got $10.6 billion. Exactly. And where did that go? The Democratic Party, the ones that put them there in the first place. But with this gear, they all wear these pink uh, face masks, and they're very easy to distinguish. And they wore them all here. That's how I recognize him. I mean, I walked right up to him, and I was calling them by name. And again, I'm not at the network. I'm sure they've got it. But it's the first footage of the riot police up against the Capitol. And you see the guys are all kind of dressed the same. They're wearing gray. They've got elbow pads and knee pads. That was the first thing to come out. You were there. How did they then trick the Patriots to join them? I mean, because they were staging a photo shoot at first. That's what, that's what she was doing. They were actually staging a photo shoot trying to get an Antifa provocateur dressed as a Trump supporter punching a cop. And he actually was the one that started it. Well, and, and let's remember, too... When all the Antifa violence was happening over the summer, you you had videos where you can clearly see, okay, there's a crowd gathering, but it hasn't really gotten too violent. And then what happens? Like clockwork every time. Uh, two or three people dressed in black block like Antifa's uniform with one as the photographer, which you've documented on your Twitter account now from this week. One is the photographer, two of them with a skateboard and a Molotov. The guy with the skateboard starts it, bashes in the police window. The second guy comes in, Molotov cocktail, throws in the cop car, cop car lights up. Then the crowd goes next level, starts destroying the cop car, hopping on it, doing things. The the three people, the one that took the photo and the two that lit the car on fire, they then take off, and they've now successfully launched a, a violent event. And let's be clear, we flag. got documents three years ago from 2015, again, headline, documents show Obama plan martial law with Antifa in Maryland, where they coordinate. We attack here. You do this. We do that. Let's try to get the black people to do this. They just did the same damn thing right here. Yeah, and again, it just shows that they are, I mean, the people that do this are probably not that bright. I mean, I don't know. Some but they're following an organized crime yes. script. Somebody, there are leaders, you can identify them when you're out on the scene by the ones that are saying, hey, don't talk to media, hey, don't talk to media, hey, go this way, go that way. Uh, you can document this if you stream live. That's why they don't like it when we stream live and they ban people that do from these events because you catch them in the act. I mean, well, they were jamming. Them. They were jamming. Somebody yeah. was. Well, exactly what you said, too, is it, it's a reaction. They start it. They leave. And then they make the Trump supporters feel betrayed because, you know, the police, we back the blue. And then I've never seen so much force in my life, you know, covering these riots for five months. I've never seen so much force used. Yeah, they've, so got they a feel perimeter, they've got a perimeter on the Capitol here that they haven't had a perimeter like that anywhere in D.C., nowhere during the summer riots of 2020, which they say, oh, those are peaceful protests. You look at the aerial footage from D.C. this summer. It's like it's like a war zone. The whole town in flames. You didn't have that here. There was some property destruction at the Capitol, obviously the, the, the strife with police. But, I mean, to sit here and say, oh, that's a violent siege, they say, siege, siege. No, they're sieging us. We're under siege. They're stealing our elections, and, and people going into the Capitol, they say, is a siege. Uh, so it just shows how, like you said, Taylor, it's all a big setup. 
And and so is the election in Georgia. Oh, really? You really believe it was that tight? You really believe it's 50%, 50% right up to the final vote, which magically puts the Democrats? No, that's the Chinese running the voting machines, getting us amped up, staging the steal. Of course, they're going to steal it, but staging the steal perfectly so that you see it, think you had a chance, and then recognize the steal. And then, so it's all a setup. The China sure. setting us up with the major intel with the stolen elections, and then Antifa grassroots level staging violence to then set Trump supporters up against the police. The goal is cause a civil war, but let's just pull back from this. We need to talk about talking points based in truth for the president, for America, for the world, because we don't have any Patriot communications. The president's been cut off, basically. The White House is listening to us, and it's not because we're powerful. It's because he, the, the, Trump is surrounded, okay? And, and I keep telling everybody, you think Q's great, you don't have to do anything, trust the plan, everything's wonderful, that's what's gotten us into this position, okay? And I'm not bashing if you were a Q person. I'm just telling you now that you have to listen to the talking points. You have to discuss who was behind this. We have to get Trump moving now on the offense instead of being on the defense. Fox has betrayed President Trump as I predicted they would. They've always been part of the establishment, and it's only going to get worse. If they're able to keep Trump from rightfully taking office for a second term on January 20th, the system is going to drop the hammer harder than ever on this republic. They are going to explode gas prices. They're going to shut down our coal power plants. They're going to cut off the energy source to the U.S. So it's impossible for factories to move back here. This is economic domination. This is economic war. We are being consolidated. We are being taken over. The Democrats aren't mismanaging their blue cities and states. They're consolidating power and control to bankrupt the population and bring them absolutely to heel and then consolidate ownership of all the infrastructure and property. This is a monopolistic takeover. That's what the Great Reset is. Klaus Schwab and these other criminals admit it. That's what social distancing is. So your business is only at 25% for several more years. No small businesses will be there. This is a master plan. Say no. We are witnessing a perfect dichotomy of psychological warfare. The United Nations, the big corporations, the globalists, big tech and big pharma are all pushing the COVID is the most deadly thing in history, even though statistically it's a very weak flu or cold. But if you are deficient, then you can actually die from it. That's why you see somebody dying inside the nursing homes. Meanwhile, all these top scientists and, and, and researchers and former Pfizer head medical officers have come out and said that the COVID-19 vaccine, especially the mRNA ones, are basically bioweapons that are super deadly. And now they're having to resuscitate people that die, basically, when they take it. Just like newborn babies, they give vaccines. They have to resuscitate them all the time, or a lot of times they just let them die. And that's on the record, it does that. Guillain-Barre's, narcolepsy, cancer, all these other diseases. But they tell you, safe and effective. No one's getting hurt. It's a conspiracy theory. And then all the fine print says can kill you absolutely deadly. So they run from something that isn't dangerous towards something that is incredibly dangerous. Because the media says it's safe, they do it. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. winter would bring you down forever but you rode upon a steamer to the violence of the sun broadcasting live from the un stronghold austin texas you're listening to the alex jones show and the colors of the sea okay so i want to lay out the historic events that took place yesterday that we were in the middle of if you want to see the footage where i tried early on to stop the crowd from following antifa 
uh, and failed because there was just so many hundreds of thousands. They couldn't even hear me on the bullhorn. That's going up at Bandot Video. Rob Dew's almost done going through all the footage. We have hours and hours of footage. It's hard to find those little pieces. Uh, but he, he's found them, so those are going up because mainstream media is saying, I called for this, I did this, Trump did this. Trump told me his campaign, his, the White House, uh, folks went and met at the White House. I'll leave it at that. I didn't go. They said, he wants you to lead it. Make sure it's peaceful. Tell everybody. So we had me going, this is peaceful. We are peaceful. We we get down there, and it's already all hell's all broken loose uh, because Andy was set us up. But talking to Taylor Hansen and Owen Schroyer, here, we're going to get into big picture. Has Trump really conceded in 14 days or whatever it is? How big a deal is this? What is Joe Biden going to do? Can we still fight back? Uh, I trust the plan of, you know, never giving in to tyranny and, and praying to God and admitting how much trouble we're in. That's how we dig out of this. That's the real plan, God's plan, Christ's plan. Uh, so both of you guys, let's get into this poor lady. Let's get into Ashley Babbitt. And, and, and what happened to her d- dying in red, white, and blue, a decorated veteran of the Air Force, and being gunned down, being executed, and, and that sickening footage. Yeah, I mean, I actually had an opportunity to briefly talk to Ashley, I mean, to say about 10, 15, 20 minutes prior to her execution. And what, all she had to say was she was there to save the republic and uphold the Constitution. That doesn't sound like a terrorist to me. That doesn't sound like what the media is framing this. And if you think about it this way, Ashley Babbitt bled out in a red, white, and blue Trump flag. She died wearing the same colors that she wore on her arm for her country for 14 years. She went on four deployments doing that. The same people that sent her there are the same people that killed her. You're absolutely right. Continue. It's just... And I can't even... You can't even wrap your head around it about what these people are doing. You know, they, they frame this narrative that this woman is a terrorist... When in reality, she's a war hero. This woman served her country. She served the red, white, and blue. She served our Constitution. She loves this country. But what is the media framing her out to be? They're saying she's a monster. They declared her dead in the ambulance. I watched the life drain out of her eyes while there were three special tacticians that knew how to administer the right aid, but they didn't do anything. They stood by. They carried her off like a dead dog or a pile of garbage. Yeah, and you know, I'm not going to pontificate redundantly on the double standard that we're witnessing here but it is incredible that we still haven't identified the shooter even though we have the video we we've seen the videos we have the video at band video if you want to see the actual guy pulling the trigger killing her executing her everyone that's seen the video agrees it was an execution he could have handled the situation and nobody likes watching george floyd die yeah. and when i saw it i said it was terrible but they didn't even know what they were doing he died of a heart attack from drug overdose this is premeditated and it's a black dude killing a white lady and i don't and i don't think the black dude killed her because she was white he was scared it's hysteria it's still wrong but imagine if a white dude was shooting a black lady the cities would be burning and again that is the double standard of antifa and blm most folks in blm aren't black it's the left and communist posing that they represent black people out burning down america shooting people randomly at checkpoints and then nobody's name that's killed has ever heard that's the double standard we're talking about Owen. well and it's frustrating too because i was watching news and doing some stuff before i went to bed last night to try to get more intel and i still didn't even get the information until taylor told me this morning that actually four people died last night we only know one of them four people died many at the hands of police normally it's oh police are bad let's show the footage of them punching the guy off right now and he just falls to his death but notice how oh the police aren't violent so it shows you that the establishment is an occupying force that's only oppressing the political when the police work as communist and follow the new world order's orders they are good when they do something else the system doesn't like they demonize the police but only to control them they didn't care about george floyd and again the police the other day are not even the bad ones in this 
Antifa came in. They had the Capitol understaffed on purpose. You can see the setup. They attacked. The police finally pushed back. Antifa pulls out. The police attacked the Patriots. The Patriots attack. And it was all a setup. They, they beautifully played. We need this to be investigated by state police, by citizens, by grand juries, by investigative journalists. The FBI is not going to do it. I mean, I bet Bill Barr was probably in command of this. Well, and, and the state Because you know Antifa works for the deep state. Well, and the state police aren't going to do anything either. They're all funded by Soros, and they have Soros DAs, so they know there's nothing that's going to be done. But, you know, think about this. Um, Kyle that's, why they're so, that's why they're so arrogant. Kyle Rittenhouse fires off shots into a crowd of BLM Antifa. He hits three criminals, including a pedophile. You, I guarantee you, I would bet that one of the four, another one of the four people that died, I bet there was another veteran. You couldn't swing a stick and not hit a veteran that was inside the Capitol yesterday. So just think about that. You fire into a crowd of Trump supporters, you hit veterans, you hit mothers, uh, you hit good patriots, good people. You fire into the crowd of the Antifa, the BLM, you hit three criminals, including a pedophile. So, I mean, it just shows you, I mean, I'm not saying any of it's good. All of it's bad. I'm but it's saying- a double standard. Yep. Chucky Schumer is calling it Pearl Harbor. In fact, cue that up. Chucky Schumer is calling it Pearl Harbor when they killed four people. It wasn't mm-hmm. Japanese bombers blowing up battleships and killing thousands of people, 3,000 people. It was literally the police getting manipulated by Antifa to then attack a peaceful crowd. The crowd's pissed. They go in. Sure, maybe they get in, you know, in trouble. They get fined. They go to jail for ransacking things. Those gutter rats in the old days would have been tarred and feathered. And I'm not calling for violence. But you've got those globalists that have been raping this country. And now people show up. They kill four Americans, including an unarmed woman. They throw people off parapets to their death. And now they're Pearl Harbor survivors. Here's Chucky Schumer. See, I don't have any audio. Yeah, that's weird how they do. Touch on uh, we don't know if we're on air. We don't know. The experience. We don't know what they're like up to. The one we have just witnessed. They had me on air. In this capital. President Franklin Roosevelt set aside December seventh, nineteen forty-one, as a day that will live in infamy. Unfortunately, we can now add January sixth, twenty twenty-one to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. This temple to democracy was desecrated. Its windows smashed, our offices vandalized. The world saw Americans elected officials hurriedly ushered out because they were in harm's way. The House and Senate floors were places of shelter until the evacuation was ordered, leaving rioters to stalk these hallowed halls. Lawmakers and our staffs, average citizens who love their country, serve it every day, feared for their lives. I understand that one woman was shot and tragically lost her life. We mourn her and feel for her friends and family. These images were projected to the world. Foreign embassies cabled home their, capital, their home capitals to report the harrowing scenes at the very heart of our democracy. This will be a stain on our country not so easily washed away. The final, terrible, indelible legacy of the 45th President of the United States, undoubtedly our worst. I want to be very clear. 
Okay, so he's a Pearl Harbor victim. Oh, they're not going to let this stain be wiped away. Oh, mostly peaceful protests, burning down major blocks of cities, killing cops, burning down community centers, burning down poor income housing, shooting people in the head at checkpoints. That's all wonderful. Killing Proud Boys, that's all wonderful. That's a stain that never existed. Oh, but this stain won't be walked away, Owen. Well, let's be clear. This is the most. This is the the huge bait and switch. This is the huge media lie, media narrative that we have to completely rebuke and reject. Trump did not cause this by stating the election was stolen. That's a fact. They stole the election. That's what caused this. So them pointing the fingers at Trump and Trump supporters. That's all a big game. That's all a big con. That's all a big psyop. They stole the damn election. That's right. They, they brought us. They brought us to this point. They have the son that's a communist Chinese agent. What do they expect to happen? We're in a civil war. Well, that's what I'm saying. Again, we're not encouraging violence. We tried to stop the violence. We're not violent revolutionaries. But, I mean, think about this logically. If someone comes into your home and steals all your stuff or rapes your wife or whatever, you're going to track them down and you're going to beat their ass. That's, that's instincts. So, I mean, they stole the election. People are pissed about it. And then you get set up with Antifa and the police, and it just ends up being this powder keg that they then blame on Trump, who had nothing to do with it. He said the election was stolen. We're going to peacefully march. Okay, now it's out of control. Go home in love. And they say, oh, Trump did it. Now he's banned on all social media. Yeah, so everybody knows it's a screw job. Everybody knows it's a con job. Uh, The thing we need to talk about is... What do we do as millions of listeners, as millions of activists, with talking points and narratives to counter what's happening? What pressure do we put on Trump and Congress? Because Trump's totally been uh, abandoned. Now, now that sounds bad. That's actually good. Trump is so abandoned by all the snakes around him that now Alex Jones let him march. Now we're running the, th- the show the next 15 days. He can do so much now to counter them regardless We're going to talk about it in the second hour, but pray for awakening. But as you said, Owen, they started this. We had to push back. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. 